You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. I love that intro. <laughs> What's up, cowboys and cowgirls? Bing is for doing. We're here doing another live after show at Afterbus Studios. This is season four or season two, episode four. I'm so sorry. False confessions mm-hmm. is the episode. I'm your host, AJ Gibson, joined by my lovely co-host, Reunited, and it feels so good. Yes. Hi, so, I'm Kelly. Hi, I'm Dorinda. They are Kelly and Dorinda. I like how you have a little a little southern drawl right now. I do. I'm trying. You know, here's the thing about me. I grew up in Ohio, and we all have a little southern drawl there. I try to get rid of it, but when I get really excited or a little bit tipsy, it comes out. I'm one or both right now, so just so we're clear. I just, I, first of all, I'm excited to see you ladies again. It's so yes. great to be back together. Yes. Um, and I just am so excited about this season. So good. These episodes are so much better than the first season, and I love the first season. Yes, I know. And I feel like uh, I talked about this. We uh, mentioned this last week a little bit. I feel like the writing is better, maybe, or the acting is better, or both. Um, and sometimes the writing leads to better acting. But I feel like even the like the legacy characters, uh, Linda Gray and, and Patrick Duffy, I feel like they're bringing it this season. And, oh, and yeah. Sue Ellen is just, she's everything to me right now. I well, love her. Well, I think, too, like, the introductions are done. Now it's established who everyone is, what their place is. So now, instead of that, we can just dive into these really amazing yeah. storylines. And there's no there's no gray area anymore. No. We're not wondering what Cliff Barnes is hanging around for, what's going on. It's the Barneses and the Ewings, just like it always has been, just mm-hmm. like it always should be. Yep. And that's yes. exciting. It's this. I still can't believe this episode. And I love how integral Anne is in the storyline now. Yeah, in the storyline with Ryland. I love that there's another like branch, you know, to this to this big storyline because she could have very easily been lost. Yeah, um, yes. Because she was she's not a Barnes and she's kind of a Ewing and it wasn't like the original where Pamela was very much involved in both storylines. Mm-hmm. Anne could have been lost and she's whoa. I'm glad that they gave her her own stretch Mm -hmm. because really getting to see where she came from and what kind of person she is and how she and Bobby kind of work because of that. And a storyline that in no way, as far as we know as of now, Mm -hmm. in no way ties into the old storylines of Dallas. It's a completely fresh, fresh angle. Which I think is fantastic because a lot of times they just want to go, like last season they were just going from old. But this is something that's totally new and so interesting. And so creepy. Oh. So creepy. So, oh my last week ends up with Anne obviously shooting Ryland. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were we were talking about this last week, and, and I got on the blogs a little bit after after, mm-hmm. we, after our episode, mm-hmm. and a few people tweeted me saying that um, we, I didn't get to see the preview because I watched it online. 
So uh, I didn't see the preview knowing okay. that while well, Ryland's mother comes running in and, and he's lying there in a pool of blood, I didn't know that. So I thought maybe it was a dream sequence or something. Right, because that's, that's what we were talking yeah. about because I didn't see the preview either because what TNT is doing now is you have to watch the first like 15 minutes of the next show in order to get a preview and mine's on DVR so it cuts it off and I don't get to see the preview which makes it kind of nice because then when I watch it I have there's the, I don't know what's going to happen so it makes it that much more fun to watch yes yes but we were talking about too how did she not hear the gunshot that that's my question is that house well, so big no, that she can't she didn't she, hear it in the beginning of the episode she came from not inside the home correct didn't she come in and take off her like jacket or something and she, her, yeah, took her she shoes off out. but yeah, then she calls she for Emma so were they were they both out together then maybe I don't know if I don't know if if maybe they got home together or maybe she just assumed maybe Emma's they look here like, somewhere. Because she came from the back. So I guess she came in from the back because he was in the front room because Anne comes in the front, shoots him, and leaves. Mm-hmm. So she didn't come in through the front door, so she must have come from the back. That's just why I was wondering, like, how did that... Mansions like that, they have a lot of front doors. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of wings. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah, because if Emma heard her say, call 911, how did she not hear the gunshot? So they must have been out of the house. True. True. Well, I, it was a bit of a shocker to me. Um, and right off the top of the episode, um, right as soon as that happens, uh, they cut to Anne back home at South Fork, and she's got her purse laying out on on the on the bathroom uh, the, on the countertop by the sink, and the gun is sitting outside of the purse, and she's feverishly trying to wash her hands. And you know exactly what that means. You know mm-hmm, somebody's yeah. going to catch her, and Bobby walks in, and mm-hmm. he just kind of looks at her. It looks like he didn't even want to know the answer, but he looks at her he's like, "What happened?" And she says, you know, she let him know, you know, she didn't, I, I don't know if she would have told him. Do you think she would have told him if she hadn't been caught? Uh, she wasn't really hiding. That's yeah. the thing. She wasn't really hiding. She, it was out in plain sight. She was freaked out. She was there and she confessed right away. They don't, aside from her not telling him right away, as far as we know, like her past, mm-hmm. we don't. At least I don't know them to be a couple that really keeps too many secrets from each other. They don't seem like they, they do. They don't seem like they do, yeah. So. And I also think that she was in shock, too. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. Like, I actually did this. Yeah. This so outside of her character. She's Well, the, as far as we know. As she, far as we her know. Her current character. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. because the character that we know is noble and forthright. This is... None of those. And it, she very much reacted a way that I think... What I love about the storyline is that it's always interesting when somebody can shoot somebody point blank like that and we still feel feel for the character. I think yes. most fans probably are team Anne all the way feeling yes. like sometimes there are certain things that happen that you kind of just pull for the person even though legally what they did is wrong. Ethically what Ryland did to her for all these these 20 years is so much worse that it almost seemed like it was okay for her to do what she did. Not that I condone violence but <laughs> exactly. but well, come up ins, and he deserves something to happen. I wouldn't say this because, once again, not condoning gun violence. Yeah, but he deserves something to happen to him. And he, he's getting away yeah. with everything. Everything. Yeah. I know. I know. I know for a fact if somebody did something like that to me, and it was involved my family or to one of my brothers or sisters, my mom would probably react the same way. I'm sure she's watching right now. Hi, mom. I'm not saying they're <laughs> a killer, but um, but no, I would probably react the same way. There are just certain things, certain people you don't mess with, yeah. and that, that theme comes up later with Jared, and we'll get to that, but yeah. there's certain people, when it comes to family, mm, you just don't cross the line. And Ryland stole her daughter from her. That's yeah. huge. And there was nothing anybody could do about it. That was the most disturbing part of it. And that's what I think she, just was the icing on the cake to make her She acted snap. out of desperation. Yeah. And who who wouldn't? Who To be honest, if you are a mother and your child is taken from you and 
told all this other stuff too, by the way. She's told all these stories that I don't even think we really know much, but she was not very... Yeah, it's not like she just didn't know. She thought you just gave her up for adoption. Yes. She's been lied to for two decades. Yes. And then knowing that your daughter's around, and she's actually kind of been under your nose the whole time because Rylan has been around, even mm-hmm. though she was in England. She's under- been back for eight years. Yes. Yes. And that's the crazy part. So I would go crazy, too, because as oh, being a woman, and I don't have a child, but I know most mothers, there's a bond there that is like no other because it does come from you. And you already saw when she saw the pictures, mm-hmm. she would just like downright just go crazy, cry and everything else. And I think that's probably why why Bobby reacted the way he did to her and yeah. why everybody reacted the way. I think everybody, like her, obviously Christopher, we find out he, he knows, yeah. you know, and, and they're not. Judging her or trying, well, they're trying to save her. Kind of doing the same thing, so yeah. he can at least now that um, Pam is pregnant, like he can kind of sense that feeling and understand. I mean, he struggles with it a little bit, mm-hmm. but he. Know, I mean, I think he can relate a little bit more to her. She struggles with now. it too, though. Let's be clear. Also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this could be this could come into play later when you know when all of this starts to unravel. I mean, she they really pushed the whole the medication and the, and the injection she was getting, and and that could be at some point part of her defense. You know, mm-hmm. I was on drugs, I was doing all these other things, and and it put me in a state of mind. You know, where maybe a jury might be a little more sympathetic to her if she ever goes to trial. We don't know. That's so far down the road. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm, I can't wait to talk about that in a second. But um, <laughs> so so the whole Anne thing is kind of mm-hmm. hanging over this entire episode obviously yes. um, and then we move into uh, John Ross waking up at Pamela's right. mm-hmm. condo or her home and and that's still going on he, he's making he's making rookie mistakes I feel like he, he's trying to work like his dad and work that angle with her but I don't think he can do it quite the same way JR does yes he's trying I, though yeah he but he's not he's not JR and no offense to him, he'll never be Jr. Mm. There's only one of a kind. And the thing about it is, what Jr. does, and you even see in this episode, Jr. No matter how manipulative he is, he still has a little bit of heart, and he still loves his family. Mm-hmm. That's where the difference is. There's a major difference. He's yes. such a villain, but he really does. When push comes to shove, and, and yeah. I, think, I think that's the next couple episodes we're going to see a lot of that. We've seen more of it this season mm-hmm. uh, than in last year, I think, with Jr. And I really love how. They're writing his story arc um, yeah. and his exit that they're planning for. Obviously, um, I think it's great because he's such a wonderful, wonderful actor and just a wonderful yeah. human. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I love his storyline right now. You know, uh, next episode is his last episode. Is it? Yes, it's his last filmed episode. They do have other things that are um, for uh, episode six. They'll have certain little things that were shot. They were going to put somewhere else, but they're going to put it in episode six and then... Um, I don't know when they're going to do the funeral. It's scene. episode seven. seven episode I seven. Yeah, so that makes seven. Sense. It goes seven and goes into eight, and they just. Yeah. I mean, and we were gonna, you know, it's kind of news and gossipy, mm-hmm. but they just announced on t- like the storyline for episode seven and how he dies. I can't. I can't. I don't want to. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I really, honestly, just get emotional about it when I think about it. We we almost had him in the studio last July. Yeah, I know. And, and they had they had to back out last mo- last minute, and his publicist said, you know, we'll get him in here season two, and we we're all looking so forward to meeting him and just ha- just. Yeah. Being in, in the presence of greatness, and you know, it's it, it, it really just bums me out. But yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful to to TNT for bringing Dallas back. I'm grateful to AfterBuzz for allowing me to cover this show because mm-hmm. I'm yes. really I, I love the show so much. It's so great. It it's really so is so great. Ugh. But getting back to John Ross, yes. he, I think he's he's actually he's 
he's working the wrong angle, and that's what Jr. is trying to, to teach him when Jr. finds out about this. Because I feel like John Ross always he's always working with a cruel intention, like out of a, a vindictive like space. Whereas mm-hmm. Jr. he's got that side to him, but he's mm-hmm. always very calculated. He's always three steps ahead of everyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas John Ross might be a step or two ahead of most people. Mm-mm, he's not ahead of Jr. No, he no. never will be. No, no, he's always behind Jr. Like that's the other thing, and you, yeah. Mm. Well, and Jr. tells him as much. You mm-hmm. know, you still have a lot to learn. Right. And it's it's crazy how he ha- John Ross doesn't even worry that Frank sees him there. That's like, bit, yeah. he doesn't even worry about it. Yeah. You know, he he just doesn't get it. He yeah. doesn't get what he's doing. He's oh, I'm cracking my knuckle. That's, that's great. That was really loud. Um, whoops. Um, You're no. so into this. I know. I am like, oh, yeah. I love this show. Yeah, he, he doesn't think. He, he's thinking with the wrong head at the moment, I believe. And yes. he's not... Um, all of his bases are not covered. No. You know, he's very much a 30-year-old right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. He doesn't have the experience that, that JR has. And and he may get there. Probably not, which is okay. I, mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want him to be I, I want him to hopefully when JR passes on, it allows the character of John Ross to, to get a little bit more dimensional. He's a little bit one-dimensional right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's just vindictive. Um, and JR is not that, and I hope that his character goes in that direction. You know, maybe yeah. out of respect mm-hmm. for his father to honor. I don't know. Um, but he kind of needs to go there, because right now he's a little bit... He's great to look at, and he's a cool villain. And I feel yes. like I do. I enjoy him more than I did last season, mm-hmm. but I still feel like he's got so far to go. And those are such huge shoes to fill anyways. Well, absolutely. Yeah. But he has a softer side. He just sh- he sh- chooses to show it for the wrong reasons or to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't really know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so fun for me to watch that struggle with him because a part of him wants to be kind of a good person. And there was a point in that episode that I thought maybe he does have some kind of feeling for Pamela, his facial expression and the way that he reacted. Oh, I think he does. When JR found out about him, you know, kind of shacking up with her and is like, I've got something brewing. She's not going to get a divorce. I've got something planned with Frank. And he looks worried. I think just like with with JR and Bobby's relationship, um, because JR really didn't become evil until a few seasons in, like really, really evil. A couple seasons Mm -hmm. into the show Mm -hmm. is when he really started to make a turn. And I think that... While it's wonderful to have, like, the good son, the Bobby, or the, or the Christopher, mm-hmm. the good one in the family, that makes it really difficult on everybody else, mm-hmm. especially if you're the, the counterpart. And mm-hmm. that's got to be really difficult on John Ross to be constantly compared to Christopher, who's so wonderful. It's like a sibling rivalry. rivalry. Christopher's We're, so getting on my nerves this season. He's a little bit, yeah. He's a little bit too condescending and just too, I don't know, there's something about him that's just bothering me. Yeah. And it, it, it shown, like, more so in this episode for me. Just the taunting and, you know, thinking he's so smart. But when he's put up against John Ross, he doesn't really stand. He or ki- Pamela. No, or he ki- like he kind of gets it, but then he always falls short. And he's a little bit too cocky when he doesn't really understand what the, what he's doing. He's coming across a little bit like a spoiled brat, I think. Yeah, yes. I just, I'm, not, I'm not liking it. Yeah. No. Hmm, we'll I don't see. know, but we'll see what happens. Maybe Elena can whip him into shape. I want him to get a little bit more smooth about it, a little bit smarter about it, and not so... Nah, 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 nah. You know, that's kind of what it is. Like a spoiled little kid that's just throwing tantrums all the time. Like be, I want to see him be a little bit more grown up about what he's yeah. doing. Be a man about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's be, exactly. Be a man about it. Be Bobby. Yes. Because yeah. that's, that's your dad 
is the true essence of what a real man is. And he knows what to stand up for. And when he does it, he does it with dignity. Mm -hmm. And he does it with grace. And And he picks and chooses his battles. Yes. Which Christopher, it's just, he just... He's just a brat. And mm -hmm. he doesn't understand that. He has all the qualities, the good-hearted qualities. And I think he's on the right track. He just doesn't know how to deliver it. Maybe he's just being a brat so that... There's an opportunity to bring his mom back into the show in a few episodes. Get him into shape. I mean, Victoria Principal. Mm, I would love to see her come back. But her, moving her on. The red car. I know, right? That red Mercedes. Oh, I can't get enough of it. So moving on to the courthouse scene. Um, when Ryland's mother, what is her name? Judith. Judith. Oh, she is just everything. She's uh, creepy as can be. She's she's a great addition she, to the show. Can we back up to the hospital scene uh, real quick before we even yes, get there? Yes, Ryland. He's, he's alive and, and about to speak. He, he's in a coma. She's wa- wiping him down with a washcloth, talking to him, and talking about how she's so upset that Anne took him away from her. She wasn't good enough for him. And just she's all on his face. And it's Ugh. just so creepy. So creepy. I thought, I literally thought for a moment that she was going to kiss him on the I lips. did too. Did well, you he, see that? Yeah, but luckily he had yeah. all that stuff in his mouth. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> It was so odd, and, like, she's just so... She plays the part perfectly. Oh, yeah, she's Um, fantastic. But it's just so strange to see that whole dynamic... That mother, like, as I, all moms have it to a degree. I mean, my mom doesn't think anybody's good enough for me and probably never will, but yeah. that's but, I mean, a mom's that's, job. That yeah. is okay. Like, but my mom doesn't want to date me, I hope. <laughs> no. Mom, I'm pretty cute. But I don't think my mom's like, gets, gets down like that. I just, but no. you can see that's where Rylan gets that mm-hmm. really, really evil streak in him. That, you know, the ability to be able to hide the daughter from Anne and taunt her with it and, you know, make her think she's dead and, and say all those evil things that he said to her right before he, she shot him. Mm-hmm. That's where he gets it from. Well, when Judith leans in at, at the courthouse on Anne and she mm-hmm. says to her, I wrote this down, then how unjust it must seem to you that Bobby will be the one rotting in prison. Mm-hmm. Saying basically that Ryland, you know, you you feel like Ryland did all this. He's such an evil man. How unjust must it be that after all this, he's not the one going he's not he's not getting punished you know he's going to survive and your husband is going to go to prison because judith thinks that it was bobby because as of now ryland isn't awake yet and even when he is awake it still doesn't change things but everybody thinks it's bobby Mm -hmm. other than bobby and christopher yes yes um so that's interesting um it's got to drive ann crazy I know. To be living with that guilt inside of her knowing that it's really her and the other like first of all your daughter hates you there's a lot. There's a lot of laughter <laughs> going know. on. Yeah. What's going from? on out um, there? <laughs> your daughter hates you. Mm-hmm. Um, the man that you're trying to make pay for for all this this heartache that you've gone through your entire life. He lived. He lived. <laughs> and the man who you truly love is now in prison for killing him or shooting him, even though he didn't do what you did. That's yeah. a lot of guilt. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, she needs an injection. <laughs> she just does. I need an injection I from need, watching that. I know. That. I actually gave myself a couple during the episode. It's okay. <laughs> Whatever. I hope my mom's not watching anymore. No. But it's just, I, I really love how all the storylines are intertwined and how they're really starting to flesh them out now. Yeah. You know, yes. it is season two, and, and we had a short in first season where, like you said, they did mm-hmm. introduce all these characters, mm-hmm. and now they're letting them just run wild. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And I'm, I really want to see... 
I'm, I've yet to see Judith and Anne really go at it, and I'm hoping that we will see that as you know as this comes around. Just, I mean, not actually, but just with words. I just kind of want to see. I mean, we saw a little bit of it in the episode before this one, but I, I really want to see. I love of, that they added such a strong female character oh, outside yeah. of these outside of these two families. I love that, and it's really interesting to me though because Judith seems like she could really be. Ryland's sister. They're not that far off in age. Judith doesn't seem that old. She looks kind of like Anne's age, maybe a few years older, but doesn't look that old. Well, I wonder if there's going to be something that we're going to find out, like a a twist that we're going to find out because of how creepy she is. Like of how creepy she is with him. I can't. (laughs) Not that she's his love, but I'm wondering if there's going to be something because she's just so creepy for it to just be this. Well, Dallas did start to go there years ago with some weird, weird storylines. It's only season two. So. I know. I, I, it just feels kind of like a setup for me. It's just, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, well, <laughs> I, 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 I would love it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? So, then I wrote down, JR, very much a family man, and I underlined very much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cute to me that John Ross thinks he's calling all the shots, but JR lets him know very quickly that when they have, they have the discussion about um, John Ross trying to get... Pamela shares to then take to stick it to to Bobby and to mm-hmm. and to Christopher, correct? Yes. And Jared lets him know, you know, there's some things I need to teach you. You still don't get this. Family still comes first, which is interesting because I I understand that it's it's like you can say something bad about your sister or your brother or your family members, and that's fine because you know you get past it. But as soon as anybody else says one word, mm-mm, right, done. Oh. Well, and as soon as one of them's in trouble, all of that stops. Yes. Even if you're fighting, you kind of set that to the side, and we've got to deal with the bigger picture here. We have to make sure that the family's okay. Which is what makes JR yeah. so lovable. Yeah. It, it allows us to watch him for all these, what, 14, 15 seasons now total? Yeah. And to still love him and still be endeared to him and feel like we actually, we forgive you for all the stuff you've done. All, he's done some messed up stuff. Yeah. And yeah. we somehow just forgive him. Sue Ellen's still in his life. Everybody's still in his life. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, and there goes, once again, John Ross, Jr. John Ross is like, let's use this against Bo- what Bobby has done. Let's use it against him. And Jr. is at, was like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We don't take advantage when they're down. Yes. He said exactly. something along those lines. Yeah. Well, and how cute was it, too, Jr. and Bobby? When he goes in, when Bobby goes in to see Jr. And they have some scotch or and whatever. They, it was. Yeah, they have a drink, <laughs> and he's you know talking about remember when we used to just drink for no reason, and then they're sitting there having this little chat, and he he tells Bobby, "Did you really do it, or are you covering up for and someone?" He doesn't, doesn't say and a he word, and Jr. knows. Yeah, because what did he say? What does he say? He says something about your gun wielding wife, or what? Yeah, something <laughs> something like that. And he, and he tells him, he said, you know, you're gonna try to change my mind or something. And he said, yeah. He said trying to change your mind would be like me becoming like person of the year or something like yes, that. And he, yes, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said something like yeah. that. That's I, that that scene really got to me because mm-hmm. all I picture is I, I picture Patrick Duffy knowing probably at that point we're not going to have many more opportunities like this. Mm-hmm. And that was really a genuine moment between two actors who have played opposite each other since the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it just, it broke my heart. And it was a great scene that was beautiful. I love it. I really, no, mm-hmm. I love their moments together. Even though they fight like no other, they have those few sentimental... Because we can all relate to it. Yeah. yeah. If you have a sibling, you can relate to this Absolutely. Their relationship. Now, granted... I don't do the sorts of things that, that Jared has done. <laughs> However, oh, come on, AJ. I've been a jerk a lot in my life <laughs> to, to my siblings. And, and I just, but that love is just, it's unlike anything else. No. 
Oh, I'm getting sad now. Let's yeah. let's touch on this new character briefly. Um, he wasn't in the episode a lot, but Drew is in town. Mm-hmm. Elena's brother's in town, mm-hmm. and he is now tr- drilling the Henderson Ranch, correct? Yes. Was it the Henderson Ranch? Yeah, and, it is the Henderson. Which they had stopped drilling because of salt domes, and they mm-hmm. couldn't get down um, down to the oil. Well, we found out in last week or the week before, um, whenever he came to town, that John Ross went to the foreman and said, look, I'm, I'll pay you some money, basically drill at an angle. Don't drill straight down. It's not just set your calculations off just a little bit, so it's not so obvious. Well, mm-hmm. Drew figures it out, and he calls him into the office. And he's like, "What's?" He's like, "No, let's, we're doing it this way. Look, you're doing it wrong. We're going to do it this way." And the guy just—I can't remember the guy's name, but he's. Do you have it written down? Um, I do. It'll keep talking. It'll but take he, me a second to find but he, it. He's uh-huh. basically like, no, we're not going to do Brian. that. Brian. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. shows him. He's like, no, look, look at this. Look at this diagram right here. It's very clear that you're not drilling the way I told you to. And then he fires him. And poor Drew. Drew comes back into town. And he's. We don't know a lot about him yet. He has a bit of a sordid past, apparently. Mm-hmm. And he's back into town trying to get into good graces with his sister and with with their mom. Um, as a changed man and whatnot. And. She and Christopher believe that he has changed, so they're trying to mm-hmm. give him this opportunity. Um, well, when Elena comes to talk to him about this, she just flat lays into him. She's like, look, we're trying to give you this opportunity. You haven't changed. You're the same old person you've always been. Goes off on him. And then he's like, look, I'm trying to show you that I'm different. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to show you that, that I've grown up, that I'm trying to fix things. And then when she actually looks at, the, at, the, at his, his, his diagrams, his computer, whatever else he has there, mm-hmm. um, she's like, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're actually right. Meanwhile, Christopher sees Christopher Brian. sees Brian. Brian comes into Ewing Energies and is talking to John Ross. Mm-hmm. And Christopher oversees it and he's like, mm, something's not off. So he approaches them and then Brian walks off to talk to JR or to talk to, no, no, it's talk to, to Elena right to before Elena. she yeah, goes Elena, into that. Right. It's right before she goes mm-hmm. into Right before that. So yeah. before, then she goes over to Drew. And so Christopher's on to him. He knows something's up. So mm-hmm. then he finds him later in a bar. Of course. Of course, Dallas, where else would you be on your, your off day? <laughs> and he approaches them about it. And he's like, look, obviously I know John Ross is doing something. What is, is he paying you? Is he paying you to not drill properly? What's going on? So Christopher, again, Christopher, he, he's catching on, but you don't need to always let everybody know that you're onto him. It's too obvious. Like he comes after John Ross. He's basically he's like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I know. It's like, <laughs> don't be, tell him that you know. you know. Calm down a little bit. Yeah. But then he tells them, you know, if I find out that you're lying, I'll make sure you never work in Texas again. Yeah. And, you know, it makes Brian a little bit nervous, but I don't think he's that, he's not scared of Okay, him. let's be clear, though. Okay, if you got threatened by Christopher or John Ross, who would you be more afraid of? John, John Ross, Ross, of course. Obviously. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like Christopher's threats are kind of empty. I don't feel like they hold a lot of merit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian probably knows that. Although, to him, he's probably scared of any Ewing. Yeah, I think he's a little bit nervous, but not to the point where he's going to stop doing what he's doing. Yeah. No. Or, or rat out John Ross. No. How, how big do we think of a storyline this Drew character is going to have on the show? Do we think he's just going to be a, a subplot? Well, now, because um, John Ross has a PI following him, and we see him start take off in this um, 18 wheeler and we don't know what he's transporting but the conversation that he has with the driver I guess is a job that he used to do mm-hmm. so it may not be on the up and up and he's talking about crossing borders and, and, and this sort of thing so I'm thinking it could be something illegal, but watch it just be like fruit or something. Right. Like, I don't know. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, they're setting <laughs> it up to be fruit. like it's drugs. And then it's just talking about going through like the pro, you know, yeah. where they make he's you illegal, drive through. He's illegally smuggling avocados. <laughs> you know, when you have to declare something going through the border, like, that's what it's going to be. But, 
but sure. they're making it look like it's really shady. So the yeah. PI calls John Ross and is like, I think he's doing definitely up to something. I'm going to find out. Because really, he takes off in that 18 wheeler. I'm really kind of bored by that storyline so far. I know it's only been a couple of episodes, but it's like everything else is so exciting right now mm-hmm. that that whole like subplot is kind of just wasted to me. I'm like, eh, okay, Well, great. I think it's just kind of there and, you know, to build on because it just introduces something new and we get to see another side of Elena and her family. If it, if so I it just it kind of leaves way, that open. If I had it my way, the entire show would be Jarrah sitting in a chair smoking a cigar <laughs> and giving one-liners <laughs> and then Anne randomly shooting things. <laughs> Grabbing her shotgun and whatever. But that would be the yeah. best show ever. <laughs> I love it. Then it would be, that would be called season one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> too funny. Too funny. Real quick, you guys, I want to take a moment to thank you all for listening to us on iTunes. Um, we are getting, uh, what, what, what is the numbers we're getting on our downloads right now, buddy? 3.5 million a day. 3.5 million downloads a day here at AfterBuzz. Um, in over 70-some countries right now, it's just insane, you guys. Yes. The numbers keep growing, and it's all because of you. So we want to thank you. Please, please, please comment on our iTunes. Also, rate us. Give us five stars. We would love you. Tell your friends about us as well. There's also an app for your iPhone called Podcasts with an S. You can have all of your favorite AfterBuzz shows automatically downloaded to your iPhone um, as soon as they air so that you can listen to them wherever you are, whatever, wherever's convenient for you. Also, leave us comments, and we will comment back. You can do the same on YouTube as well. We do get on there and check and write back. So for all of our iTunes listeners and our YouTube viewers, thank you guys so much for uh, for helping us to do what we do. Yes. And yeah. for helping us keep the lights on. It's important. It's important, <laughs> Absolutely. y'all. So where are we at in the show right now? Tommy Setter's body. Oh, yes. Let's talk about this. So, okay. So the body. How creepy is, how creepy is this whole storyline? And, and finding, like, digging up a body... I mean, what's it, what, what, what is the assistant's name I have it written down? I, Frank. Uh, Frank. Yes. I always want to call him Jake for some reason. I don't know why. So, so Frank. Is the adopted son. Yes. Well, of Cliff Barnes. Yeah, of Cliff Barnes. And so he's technically, well, I guess he's Pamela's brother. Yes. Well, whom she treats like Cliff crap. Barnes got him off the streets of like, what would you say? Like, it was Istanbul. It was somewhere. What would you say? <laughs> I forget what the what the place was. Yeah. He's like, you, you know, he basically adopted them at a very young age, um, mm-hmm. and gave him all these opportunities. Well, he hasn't really liked how Pamela's kind of come in and sort of taken over um, Barnes uh, Enterprises or whatever. What, what yeah, actual... and she's just been really mean and yeah. unnecessarily so, just really treating him like crap in front of other people and just really yeah. trying to show him his place. Not acting like a sister. No, at try. All. You know, she, he's very much beneath her, and she wants everyone to know it. And it's so not it's very okay. degrading. Yeah, absolutely. She's been treating him like he's the help. Yes. That's exactly mm-hmm. what she's been doing. And, and JR's awful. been kind of feeding that and, yeah, and just adding fuel <laughs> to that fire. Like you know? only JR can do. Of course. Yeah. And that's what gets Frank, you know, to dig up this body and, and get in cahoots with JR. Which is so interesting because, mm-hmm. that's, first of all, that scene with Frank, that's kind of hot. He looked good. He's got, oh, like a, yeah. he's got like a wife beater on and like jeans. And he's all dirty. And it was kind of sexy. I'm kind of sad to see Frank go. But um, it was interesting because he's digging up this body thinking that it's going to give him this opportunity to finally, you know, take down Pamela and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and take over as, you know, CEO or whatever of, of Barnes Enterprises. And is that what it's actually called? Is that Barnes Global? Bar- Barnes yeah, Global, I think, I think it is. Yeah. And um, unbeknownst to him... He's actually, you know, shooting himself in the foot right now because he's digging up this body. And while he's doing this, John Ross has this information. John Ross goes to Sue Ellen and says, I need to be put in contact with Cliff Barnes. But don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. And the first thing she says is why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, listen, you do not want to double cross your dad because he will make you pay for a very long time. Trust me, I've been on the, the opposite end and it took years to get back to where we are now. Um, and... 
Cliff Barnes, of all the people in the entire world, mm-hmm. be very careful of Cliff Barnes. And, very dangerous game you're playing. It's also interesting that Sue Ellen still has, she still has an affinity for Cliff Barnes. She still very much cares about him, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was kind of cool. Because obviously she had relationships and whatever with him mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. um, while J.R. was kicking her to the curb over and over, <laughs> but then pulling her right back in. Um, so he, he, she gets the number. She writes it down on the post-it note, which is funny. I'm like, who writes things on post-it notes anymore? I'm like, just here. Let me text it to you. <laughs> Anyways, great opportunity for product placement. Dallas, I know, but, right? Um, so he meets up with Cliff at, looks like the, the state fairgrounds or something. It looks like mm-hmm. the Cowboys Stadium. Well, I know, right? Oh. They finally moved away from there. <laughs> And he meets up with him with his with his huge bodyguards everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, they sit down. And just it's a brief conversation, and he's basically saying, "Just so you know, Frank is double crossing you. He's trying to you know pin this on Pamela. Um, he's working with Jr. Just mm-hmm. be aware of that." And Cliff's like, Mm-mm, "Doesn't no. believe it. Doesn't believe it. Mm-mm. And if, even if he does believe it, this is where he thinks like Jr. He doesn't let John Ross know that. John Ross, all of his cards are out on the table. Mm-hmm. Cliff Barnes doesn't play that way." So he's like, you're already wasting my time. And JR says, trust me, if nothing else, just look into it. Yeah. Which, it really upset me that knowing, JR already knew that he was double-crossing him. And he told him this information anyway. And and that kind of bothered me. That he trusted or let it slip or what for whatever reason, told John Ross that much of the plan. Because that's what kind of foiled it. Unless that's what he wanted. Well, and that's the thing. I feel uh-huh. like there's something else. There's something. I mean, John he never Ross, does anything without uh, thinking about yes. it. So Jr. always, like I said, three steps ahead of everyone, mm-hmm. and in, including Cliff Barnes. Mm-hmm. And Jr. He it doesn't. Things aren't always as they appear on this show. More than mm-hmm. any other show, I think, on television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see how this all starts to play out because I'm I'm willing to predict that that Jr. Although he is only going to be in a couple more episodes, he will be in every episode this entire season. Yeah, in some way, shape, in or form, way, and for, for sure. years to come if, if the show yes. continues. Um, that's how he thinks. He he, and he also knows he's on his way out, Jr. And he's trying to put into place things that will that will secure the Ewing name for generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what it's so frustrating when he's finding out things like. John Ross is sleeping with Pamela and all these other things that, are, that John Ross is doing. That's why he gets so frustrated. And he's honestly surprised. I don't think that he understands to what level his kid is just not getting it. Mm-hmm. And he's so manipulative and conniving. He gets all that from him, but he doesn't know how to use it. So he's just messing everything up. And the, the other thing is, is I, John Ross is Jr.'s pawn. Mm-hmm. So there has to be something there. He wouldn't have told him that because he knows his son. And he knows his son isn't as smart as him yet. It's interesting because I look at it and I think the same way. I almost in some strange way feel like J.R. loves Bobby more than anybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. More yes. than his son, more mm-hmm. than Sue Ellen, more than anyone. I feel like he has this, their kindred spirits, their brothers, they're, they've been through everything it's like together. like they're opposite sides of the coin yes. of the same person. Exactly. You know? yeah. he's, he's the yin to his yang. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with John Ross, I almost feel like from how it appears, John Ross is his opportunity to continue his own legacy. At more so than it's his opportunity to be a father and to have a son and all those other right. things. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's, it's, it's interesting. And I wonder how over the next couple of episodes how that'll play out. Um, mm-hmm. Because as it's shaping up now, it's still really about J.R. and Bobby. Yeah. And John Ross is on the outs again, which makes him 
vindictive. Well, and you can't teach somebody something that's not will- some, that's not willing to learn it. Mm-hmm. If he thinks John Ross has this mindset that he's all he needs is you know he learned one thing sleeping with that guy's daughter to get the trucks whatever he wanted so now he thinks he just knows everything right and that's all he needed to learn so he's already got this thick his head's even thicker so you you know jr is having a really hard time getting him to slow down it's the no patience thing right he's just going full force and it's gonna come back on him well that's the young that's the younger generation anyway you have to have it now you you know you Mm -hmm. don't people don't know how to wait anymore and you know impounds where jr does that he knows Mm -hmm. how to do it he you know jr is always like calm cool and collected Mm -hmm. yes always doesn't matter what he finds out he doesn't he doesn't um he doesn't make rat he in a weird way he kind of reminds me of our president he's very just seems whether whether you agree with what he's doing or not Mm -hmm. just like the president he's always just sitting back okay i've got a plan yeah i don't need anybody else to understand it i've got a plan okay great you know sometimes it works sometimes it blows up in his face just like in real life but he's always got a plan Mm -hmm. which is just cool i think he's got more swagger at age what how old is he i mean lord i know 114 i think (laughs) more swagger at 114 than i could ever hope to have and i got and i got some swagger too (laughs) let me tell you real quickly i want to touch on a scene that really kind of stood out to me Mm -hmm. um sue ellen and when they had their little conversation and they were sharing some motherly advice i just need to say that I love so much that they're finally getting some scenes together. Yeah. Because I, it endears me to them in a way that I didn't expect. I didn't expect them because in the original series, Pamela and Sue, uh, Sue Ellen Roy's kind of like butting heads and never mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. saw eye to eye. Pamela was a bit of a, um, she was a stronger independent woman where Sue Ellen was boozing all the time. <laughs> yeah. They didn't look at each other as equals. Um, with Anne and Sue Ellen, I think they very much lean on each other. Yeah. And yes. I, I loved the scene between the two of them. They were talking about, you know, obviously Anne's going through her struggles right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Sue Ellen's trying to do what she can to get over the fact that she lost the election and her, her son is coming to her with this information about Elena and JR and everything. It's a lot of stuff going on right now. Right. Um, I love how they're there for each other. Yeah, and they you can tell they truly love each other, mm-hmm. and that's the best part about their relationship, and a testament to both actresses, by the mm-hmm. way, because they work so well together. Mm-hmm. It's it's like watching a little match, and they're going back and forth, and they are just so great. I can't wait to see, and I love how they're doing that, because I wonder, like, when JR's off the show, mm-hmm. you know, Sue Ellen's role could be diminished, but I don't think it will be, because they're tying her into other storylines now, and... The relationship between she and Anne is so great. And it's, and it's, it's rare that you see those sorts of relationships between women on television. Of that right, age, yes. especially. Right. Yes. Um, and and I, they play it so well. well. See, and I was thinking it might make her role a little bit bigger. Now, well, and I think because, that's what will give know, her the opportunity for that. Yeah. She's going to have to fill a little bit of that for Anne and Bobby the way J.R. Because in Bobby, I mean, who's Bobby going to go to now? It's interesting because as much as um, this show is trying to reach a younger demographic, the strong characters are still the original. And oddly enough, Anne feels like an original character to me. Mm-hmm, I know yes. she's only been on since last season, but she feels like she's got a lot of history with the Ewing family. Mm-hmm. You know, even though that was just written into the storyline. But she does it so well. And, I, you know, honestly, their their friendship was is so believable and so real to me that I thought she was going to tell her the truth. So did I. I thought she was going to tell her it was really me I was and i was surprised to, yeah. it didn't happen i was thinking about that because obviously bobby can't be forced to testify against her right but christopher mm-hmm. could correct it's her, it's her yes. son. it's just it, yeah. married people I, I believe they can yeah i don't know the law that well but yeah and so i'm starting to wonder i'm like but then again they're ewings at least according to cia ncis yeah, or whatever. Right. <laughs> the csi shows okay. i don't know 
<laughs> I can't deal with you. Um, but yeah, the thing is, like, I, I wonder, like, as soon as more people know, like, but like I said, it's the Ewing family, though, so I can't imagine them turning each other in at all. No. Maybe John Ross. But what would he get out of this? You yes. know, he has nothing really against Bobby or, or especially Well, Anne. he just wants the company. Yeah. So he that was his thing. He was trying to find a way, because he says as much, can we use this to mm-hmm. get his shares mm-hmm. in, you know, in Ewing Energies? And that's when and JR's that's like, it. mm-mm. We don't take advantage. Put him in his place. Yeah. Ease up, little boy. But I wonder if he's going to try to do that anyway, because he's obviously not listening. Oh, he'll so. try. Yeah. But he'll be shot down. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bobby's even, Bobby is smarter than John Ross. It's going to take a while. He's like, a, he's like yeah. a puppy. Like, you get a puppy, like, chews on the couch all the time. It's going to take a long, you're going to lose yeah. your couch. You're going to go through a couple couches before you finally train that puppy. Yeah. That's John Ross. Yeah. He seems to be. Well, I mean, even the fact that he's going to Cliff Barnes with all this information and Cliff basically blows him off until he sits in the car, listens to the news and is like, really? Even Cliff Barnes, there's there's Mm -hmm. this weird mutual respect between Cliff and Jr. Yes. That even though they're arch rivals, they hate each other with every ounce Mm -hmm. of their being. They they respect each other. Yeah. And they still duel in a way that. It's very uh, old school. It's like playing chess. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like John Ross is playing checkers. Yeah. Yes. Does that make sense? Connect four. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was it, didn't even Cliff say you don't go against your daddy or something like that? He said that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't go against your daddy. Yeah. Or are you really prepared to do that? Yeah. He knows what the repercussion will be as well. Yeah. You know, he's seen that happen. It's not I'm, his first trip to the rodeo. Yeah. And no. I'm sure that scares Cliff. That's why they were at the rodeo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It was John Ross's first trip there, though, apparently. <laughs> I like that. Nice work. You guys, I want to take a moment to, uh, to again, thank you guys all for tuning in tonight, or whenever it is you listen to us or watch us. But I also want to say, if you guys are fans of little swag, speaking of swag, the swag we've got here are mugs. Um, we've got yellow mugs. We have black mugs. We've got we've got onesies for babies. We've got sweatshirts. All kinds of After Buzz, after buzz gear you guys can pick up at our website, AfterBuzzTV.com. Also, um, be on the lookout for Cereal Buddy. And Maria Menounos is starring. Yes. In, yep. Uh, a new film comes out March eighth. You guys, it's really hilarious. You can watch the trailer online. You can watch it on our website, I believe, as well. Um, so it's it's going to be funny. It's a completely different take on a serial killer movie. It's kind of a spoof movie. It's so <laughs> it's so hilarious, you guys. So be sure to check that out. It's serial. Kathy Lee Gifford is in it. I mean, serial serial buddies. Serial, yeah, <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford. Maria Menounos, <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah. What serial what, buddies? Know. March eighth. Check it out, you guys. So. <laughs> Moving on, let's wrap up the end of the show. Okay, so Lou, the attorney. Okay, love Lou. Yes, he's great. He's he's a good but character. Wasn't in the beginning of last season, wasn't he trying to kind of go against them? But is he now just a good guy? What's uh, apparently, the deal with that? Short, we never even got into that. Short anymore. memory, short memories. <laughs> we need to have them to follow Dallas. Trust me, you need a short memory to follow this show. Um, but he basically comes to them and says that Ryland filed a complaint, and since he was there witnessing it, um, Bobby threatening Ryland that he can no longer, you know... Represent him. Represent Bobby. Um, and he has to step aside, but he's already uh, already brought another attorney up to speed, and they're going to be taking over the case now, which is interesting and suspect, and who knows? And maybe he isn't really helping them. Maybe this is all part of a ploy, or maybe he's working for Cliff Barnes. Who knows? This could go in a million different directions. Right. Um, and he tells Bobby it's going to be a long fight, and you could face up to 20 years in prison. Um, cause but he really looked at Anne when he said that, mm-hmm. because... 
I caught that too. You know, that he was looking at her and kind of like, you need to say something. Because I wonder if he speculated at that point. Every, I think everybody knows mm-hmm. it was really Anne. The cops, when she came, she almost almost confessed at the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode when she was at the top of the stairs and she came down and she was crying. And when she says he didn't die, he's alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I know, right? That would be my first thought too. Damn it, he's alive. Nobody questioned that? <laughs> I laughed at that, by yeah. the way. Yeah, a little bold, sweetheart. Yeah, well, Bobby well, is like really trying to take point and is like, shut up yeah. and get out of here. Which I love that because because Bobby, he was very much a Ewing in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Those are the moments where he's, he can be a little passive and, and, a, and a sweetheart and whatever, but when he has to step up, he always does. Well, and he told Christopher, too, get her, take her to the kitchen, you know, hush, just go. Yeah. I've got this. Don't worry about this. So, the end of the episode. We're in, let's, first of all, let's go to the courthouse. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, before the courthouse in the jail room, Cliff Barnes goes and speaks with Frank. Let's yes. him know he's like, I raised you. You're like a son to me. Right. But how did Frank get there? Frank got there because John Raw. Well, because okay, it's a comp. It's a lot of explain it. Let's go. <laughs> just go. I'm just getting tongue twisted right okay. now. Okay. So he digs up the body, gives it to Jay. You know, tells Jerry where it is. They find the body. Everybody's going to speculate that it's Pamela. She freaks out. You know. Cliff Barnes realizes that John Ross is right, so he goes and plants the gun with Frank's fingerprints on it. So they go in. I mean, and they have like the double kind of the way that they shot it. So you, the police are coming. She's packing. You think they're going to get her, but they really they go and pick up Frank. Probably one of my top three favorite scenes so far mm-hmm. out of the first two seasons. That was so cool. The way they, the DNA they mixed the bull, they matched the yes. bullet, and then mm-hmm. she's literally packing up her stuff. You see her passport go in her bag, and as she's walking to the door, you hear somebody knocking. You assume it's the cops, right. but it's not. It's Daddy coming to save the. Day. Yep, and Cl- the cops go to get Frank. And the f- cops go to get Frank, and then Cliff goes to see Frank in jail mm-hmm. and tells him, basically, you know, I raised you, you're like a son, you were supposed to run this company with Pamela, blah, blah, blah. Whether those are all true or not, I mean, obviously, his loyalty lies to his daughter, but he understands that, f- that Frank is an honorable man, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's playing on that. So Frank then goes into, into his court date, and he says... Before they have any chance to do anything, he says, I'd like to speak. And everybody's in the courtroom. Christopher's there, obviously. John Ross in the back with a smirk on his face. Um, And he stands up and says, I did it. I did it all. I just, you know, I just hope that. And I I also killed Becky. Yes. Which was was a twist. Well, we figured. Because, you know, all they do is show him showing up at her place and she's gone. So, obviously, Mm -hmm. she was out of the picture. He he admits to all that, cleans all that mess up for for Pamela, Mm -hmm. um, essentially. And... Well, and, Christopher is having a fit. And freaking out. Yeah, he throws a little bit of a Yeah, he's kind of a brat. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Throws no. a fit, doesn't know how to, makes just just makes him and his family look even worse. He doesn't know how to behave. Spoiled going brat. crazy. But mm-hmm. even back in when Cliff went to see Frank and he hugs him and tells him, do the honorable thing. As soon as I heard him say that, I, I thought he was going to kill himself. Broke my heart because mm-hmm. he does and he has a pill that apparently Cliff and What must, was it, like a cyanide yeah. pill? Cliff had to have given it to him, right? When he hugged him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was in the like on his um, mm-hmm. clothes. Mm-hmm. So he and it matched his, his jumpsuit. It was yep, orange. Matched his jumpsuit. Good call, Cliff. Good call, Cliff Barnes. <laughs> so he takes this pill and falls to the ground dead. Yeah. And Pamela, Pamela looks, and this is what I love about her. I love these moments because she really is. She really is torn. I feel like it. She's don't get me. Don't get it twisted. She's a bitch. She is. Right. She's cold hearted. Yeah. But she really is torn. I think because I think she still has feelings for Christopher to a degree. He's the father of her children, apparently, that she's going to have, even though how far along is she now and she's not showing anything? I know. 
I'm still, I don't know about all that. But I think she has a love for that life. Yes. I don't even yeah. know anymore if it was specifically Christopher or that life she could have had, being a wife and a mother in that role. And as opposed to a pawn in her mm-hmm. father's games. Because I yeah. feel like she's lived that life already. And well, and I think she was truly shocked by Frank admitting to both murders. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, in some sense, that's kind of her brother. It'll be interesting to see what she does with this now. Right. How this will affect her character and how it will change her and how she interacts with others because now she's got the guilt of knowing that the only brother she's ever known has taken the rap for her and and did, did it in such an honorable way like will she respect that and change mm-hmm. or will she just continue down this dirty path and I think she, I think it'll be a back and forth a right. little bit of a I'll, yo-yo for I can, her I can see that yeah. I can definitely and I, I'd just like to say the fact is like when Cliff says do the honorable thing I was like well then you obviously don't think of him as a son no mm-hmm. yeah. no no at all yeah. no I think he very much played on that because all Frank wants is to be accepted right. and yes. he gave him what he needed exactly to get you know exactly. I think JR used the other side of it and Cliff used the I love you you're always been a son to me you should have just come to me and in a way I feel like yeah, Cliff gave mm-hmm. Frank um, a sense of peace, knowing that he was going to go out, he was going to kill himself. Cliff mm-hmm. knew that. That was the well, plan. Well, he told him his family was going to be taken yes. care of, yes. everything was going to be fine. He gave him a sense of peace while he was going. And but that's... he tells him, you brought this on yourself. Do the honorable thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Manipulative. Ugh. Manipulative. So, this final scene, crazy final scene, again, like every 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 episode's a cliffhanger now, which is so exciting. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> finally, um, Ryland is alive and ready to give a statement. He's awake. He's, he's talking. Yeah, yeah he's, he's up. Well, he's not up. He's still in bed, but he's awake. Yeah. And as he's getting ready to confess or to, or to let the uh, officers know who shot him, we're thinking, obviously, he's going to... Well, not obviously. I, I knew he'd probably say Bobby. But they lead you to believe he's going to say Anne. At the same time, Anne and Bobby are are with... Oh, God, who are they with? With the lawyer and with the, the lo- police. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and Anne is fessing up. Mm-hmm. While Ryland is now saying... Yeah, it was it was it was Bobby. Bobby so what do you me. think? Do you think that he doesn't remember and his mother told him that or do you really think that it's a plot the two of them to really hurt Anne and just separate her from Bobby? I think that I was a little torn on that. I at first I didn't think he remembered. I think he knows. I, I think he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he knows exactly what he's doing and he wants to hurt that woman. He's always mm-hmm. wanted to hurt that woman and whether or not he's still in love with her, I don't know. Because they're time like in the first season, you thought there was a little mm-hmm. something more, mm-hmm. but he definitely wants to hurt her. I mean, he took her child. Yeah, yeah. So he'll do anything to. Yeah, you know. it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. We're actually a little bit tight on time right now, yes. so we're not going to go into news and gossip. We're going to go straight into predictions really quickly for okay. next week. All right. What do you think? Now, where's Where's this storyline going? I don't. She's Bobby's not going to jail. Bobby's not going. Something's going to happen. He's not going to jail. Jr. is going to fix it. I can't wait till it gets to me. Go. <laughs> I think because of the relationship that Anne and Sue Ellen have, I think they're going to use that with a ploy with Rylan, and something with Sue, Sue Ellen and Rylan might happen. Ooh. I think that this show is going to. This whole storyline is going to wrap up in a couple of weeks, and I think that as Jr. as as his character dies, I think his final, the final, his final. His exit, yes, his last hurrah will be him saving Bobby. Him saving Bobby from 
you know, going to prison for this murder. I think that JR will take the route. I think he'll take the fall for this one. And I think that'll let, now it'll become a who shot JR sort of thing. Again, was it Ryland? Was it all these other well, characters? Well, do you want to me to tell you? No. Do you want the spoiler alert? I don't want to okay. know anything. Okay. But you can get on Twitter and you can tell all of our fans. All <laughs> well, <this> I've <laughs> retweeted it. So if you go to Twitter and yes. follow me, Kelly with an IE079, you can find out what I found out today, which made me cry when I read it. So. Fantastic. And you, Dorinda? I am at Lula Cherry Films. Guys, can follow me on Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson. Check out my website, AJGibson.tv. I will not be tweeting any spoilers, and I will not be reading Kelly's because <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm a true fan. I hate spoilers. So I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to be back here same time, same place next week covering Dallas Episode 5. Until then, have a great night, you guys. Take care. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz y'all later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 